Welcome to Alphabet Fight, your encyclopedic journey through the Marvel Universe, where we go over every character you know and love and forgotten along this along the way. I'm your temporary host, Jordan, and with me is an alien species that only few people probably actually remember, Michael. Hello. So, Michael, today we're talking about Max. That's that's his name, and that's all they give. Max. Max? That's just Max. Does that does that ring any bells or help 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 you figure anything out about him? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, that's that's the thing, is that this is so so uh I mean like it once it, the article isn't generic as so much as that, but the name and uh but here's a picture of him. If you'd like to try and describe it. Those are a hell of eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he mostly just looks like some some guy in a, in a jumpsuit. He's, he's got yeah. like a co- comet symbol across his chest. And there's good reason for that, too, which we'll get into when we get into his thing. <laughs> got, a little, got a little emblem on his arm I can't quite make out. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me give you his, his statistics here. His real name is Unrevealed. His occupation is Starship Commander, Observer of Earth Culture, Celebrity. His identity is publicly known. His legal asset is Citizen of the Colony Fortisk, and that is F-O-R-T-I-S-Q-U-E, uh, with no criminal rep- record. No n- known other aliases. Uh, his place of birth is the Colony Fortisk. Uh, his... Marital status is presumed signal, so I guess he never, you know, got 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 married on the colony. No known relatives. His group affiliation is ally of comic man, uh, comet man. Uh, and this is where, like, I as I mentioned, when this is, is very esoteric. Comet man was a like a limited run comic, like the you know, like how uh they did Toy Stories with like Rom, and they tried to do a thing but then rom became its own thing yeah comet man kind of one of those no comet man's kind of the opposite of that they just tried to make a new character in a and uh did a limited run and it didn't go anywhere pretty far like they did crossovers and tie-ins and stuff like that but it didn't go much more so but but that was after this basically came out like the the comet man issues i think came out in uh what was it in the in the 1987? So it basically the the series had just come out and it was just trying it like like in the original uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe, Sabretooth had just appeared and it didn't have much about him in in his original entry because he was still very uh, he was just some guy who showed up and fought Iron Fist and then showed up in X Men and died in a sewer. Yeah. <laughs> Base of Operations is a starship orbiting through Earth's solar system, later Southern California and other areas of the United States, and his first appearance is Comet Man number 1, 
which I mean, it's not bad. Like it's not it bad. seems. Yeah, like it's pretty generic. Yeah, like it seems like a very solid. Like okay, here's a new story we're gonna try, but I it just didn't get it didn't get much you know didn't get much traction. I mean, it, it looks like a fake superhero comic you'd, you'd see in the background <laughs> of a show that didn't want to pay Marvel or DC to put their comics in a show. Oh, that's such a good explanation, too. Oh, because it's just got, like, random generic uh, power zigs of all kinds of stuff, and it's just Comet Man on the, on the top. Uh, anyways, let me go over his history here. Max is a member of an extraterrestrial race of Forte... Fortisquians, which was originally created through genetic manipulation by the other dimensional entities known as the Beyonders. By the way, I don't think they ever brought this back any other time. Is I, the I, same Beyonders as, you know? As yes, the... as the Beyonder Beyonders. Yes, oh. I don't think they brought them back. Okay, then. Uh, the Beyonders employ the Fortis... Fortis eh. Fortescuans to monitor the development of various sentient races within the Fortescuans' own universe, including Earth's human race. Part of why they didn't catch on was because you can't say their name. Yeah, it's kind of really hard. Uh, Roughly every 77 years, a Fortescuan starship disguised as a comet passes by Earth to observe humanity. The Fortescuan known as Max was the most recent such observer. Max claims that the Fortescuans seeded Earth long ago and are responsible for the creation of humanity. Various other alien beings have also been uh, named as the creators of the human race, but there is no evidence that the Fortescians or any other aliens are truly responsible for the emergence of the human race. For Since the Fortescians were created by the Beyonders, Fortescians have unusual psyches. In fact, only the Fortescians with the strongest and uh, strongest wills can keep from going insane when association with other aliens. Which... I guess it's kind of understandable. If you remember, every time the Beyonder kind of interacted with things, it always ended up going bad because... And it seems like they're just going... It's like, like you don't want Beyonders att- attempting to communicate with other people because it just will drive them insane. Yeah, that makes some sense. I'm, sorry, I'm starting to wonder, though, why didn't the Beyonder, like, when he wanted, was all like, oh, hmm, I wonder about life. Why didn't he go visit these guys? Uh, why didn't this guy teach him to poop? <laughs> <laughs> Max, like other Fortescians, was trained to repress his passions and to keep an emotional distance from the aliens he observed. Over the many months that he monitored television broadcasts from Earth, however, Max found himself fascinated by its popular culture and growing increasingly enthusiastic about it. He was also both intrigued and repelled by the violence he witnessed in these telecasts. The first Earthman that Max actually met was Dr. Stephen Beckley, who, with his wife, Anne, created and headed the Edmund Project, a joint effort by the National Aeronautics and Space Administration and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology to investigate comets and related phenomenon. As the culmination of the project, Stephen Beckley piloted a spacecraft that encountered the apparent comet that was actually Max's spacecraft passing through Earth's solar system. Beckley lost directional control of his spacecraft. When Beckley's spacecraft entered the tail of the comet, concealing Max's spaceship, the intense heat of the comet vaporized Be- Beckley's class as well as Beckley himself. Damn. <laughs> However, Max employed Fortescian's technology to gather up Beckley's molecules and to reconstruct his body. 
Max's technology devices did so in such a way as to bestow upon Beckley various superhuman powers. Though partially reconstructing Beckley along the lines of Fortescian phys- physiology and body chemistry. Hence, Beckley had become an Earth counterpart to the for- Fortescian Comet Man, and thus is where, you know, the Comet Man story started from and got, got set off as a comic. Comet Man is, like, just such an underselling name for that kind of premise. Yeah. Like, dude got vaporized and rebuilt by aliens, and it's like, nah. I'm I'm just going to name myself after the thing I thought their ship was. Now I'm wondering if he actually was the one who named himself, because I can imagine, like, he coming back and he's like, look, I got these cool powers. He's like, you got them when you went through the comet? Yeah. All right, we'll call you Comet Man. That's not exactly... That that should happen more. There should be more heroes just stuck with crappy names (laughs) other people. Uh, I just finally recently got to watch... uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and I love the Night Monkey joke that they pulled in there. That and it like popped up a couple of other times, and to me, that's just exactly like you know the worst kind of thing of like for a superhero is like they get on the scene, people mishear his name or make up a stupid name, and they're stuck with it. That is, that is just pure gold. <laughs> that is that, always a pretty good bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, using his new powers, Beckley returned to Earth, where he was believed to have died in space. Beckley encountered David Hilbert, a man whom he believed to be his friend and who was chief of bridge operations. Learning that Beckley was alive, Hilbert quarantined Beckley, su- subjecting him to tests of his new superhuman abilities. Hilbert told the superior, who was head of the government agency called The Bridge, and was also Beckley's brother John, what had happened to Beckley. And they call this, like, it's, it's not like his his superior, you know, like his superior boss. They call him superior, like with a capital S. The superior decided to keep Beckley captive in order to learn how to duplicate the process through which he had gained superhuman powers. The superior also decided to capture Max in his ship and launched a secret program to send men into space to do so. Stephen Beckley soon escaped captivity. Later, men serving the bridge re- reached Max's starship and went aboard. They invited Max to return with them to Earth. Common Man teleported himself aboard Max's starship just as the bridge's men were about to k- kill the alien who had refused to go to Earth with them. The bridge assassins then attacked Comet Man. Faced with violence for the first time in his life, Max turned insanely violent in the grip of emotions stirred in him through observing violence on Earth. Ugh. That's... that's unpleasant. I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, it's also like one of those things. Was like how it's it's like the natural state of humanity is is a barbarism that affects others, which is a kind of a a cliche or trope that they use that things have used in sci-fi a lot that I really don't like. Yeah, yeah, that I don't I don't like that. The bridge assassins fled Max's starship. Max uh, told Comet Man that he intended to wipe out the human race on Earth before its violent ways contaminated the rest of the sentient race of the galaxy. However, Beckley claimed, uh, calmed Max down. They agreed to help each other out. Beckley would teach Max how to cope with his newfound emotions, and Max would train Beckley in using his Comet Man powers. Back on Earth, the Superior triggered a nuclear device to destroy Max's starship and his brother with it. Max sensed the danger, and he and Comet Man teleported away to safety. Max procured another spaceship and began his training of Beckley. Since then, Beckley and Max have together encountered that, the Fantastic the, Four. They, they just yes. brushed over that there. 
Like, yeah. He just <laughs> obtained a spaceship. Um, there's just one lying around? Yeah, I really am not sure how many... Like, maybe... They, I, I'd like to think that they actually went back to, like... Uh, to some other Fortescians or, or the colony or something to get it, which meant he meant other ones. But I guess it's, it's one of those things where, like, we would have to actually get the comics to read, and I'm not really up to doing that. <laughs> no, that, that, oh. seems like a lo- that seems like a lot of work for a very li- little reward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max later publicly revealed himself on Earth to be an alien, thereby making himself into a celebrity, a role he enjoys m- immensely. I... I, I'm trying to think if there's been other aliens on Earth, like, now who have become celebrities. Like, I mean, with the whole superhero things, at some point, I find it funny because, like, at some point, you know, like, in the Marvel Universe, people will have to understand, okay, yeah, there are aliens. Yeah, yeah, aliens. But also, it's like, oh, I'd, I'd be skeptical if this guy walked up to me and told me he was an alien. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like, think... Sure, aliens may exist, but, um... You're just you're just some guy. You, yeah, you look like, like a not very good Star Star Trek cosplayer. <laughs> and and the thing is, is that like up until like I think Secret Invasion, mo- most people are considered aliens just kind of like yeah, they're out there, but they could give a shit about uh, us, and we could give a shit about them. You know, like occasionally one will show up, and the Avengers or the Fantastic Four will punch them a bit, but you know, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. All right, so here's his uh, characteristics. His uh, his height is six feet two inches. His weight is 160 pounds. His eyes are orange, and his hair is black. Uh, strength level: Max possesses roughly the equivalent strength of a normal human being who engages in moderate regular exercise. Known superhuman powers: Max can project spheres of concussive energy from his hands at will. He possesses telekinetic uh, powers, which enable him to levitate objects. He most often employs this power to fly by, uh, the power to fly by levitating himself. He has superhuman resistance to injury, enabling him to recover with superhuman ra- rapidity from bullet wounds and to survive the heat of reentry from outer space through Earth's atmosphere without harm. Max can teleport himself, another person, or both together over vast distances. The limits of his teleportational range are as of yet unknown, but he must make sure he does not materialize within a solid object. Unlike Comet Man, Max has full conscious control over his teleportational powers. Max does not require technological equipment to achieve such control. Presumably, Max can psionically project a portion of his own consciousness into the mind of another sentient being or the mind of an animal. In this way, Max can read the memories of that person or animal and can even influence the thoughts and emotions of the person or animal. Max is, has more highly developed senses and instincts than Earth humans, but the limits of and capabilities have not yet been defined. And I'm pretty sure the comic series ended before we could ever actually really find out. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't think this guy's coming back. Yeah, yeah, no. Ma- Ma- Max is not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Probably not. I actually, so I actually, to try and figure some things out, like I did look up Forteskians uh, on like a couple of fan wikis and stuff like that. And like I said, like, I don't think they really did much else with them, but they're other than like mentioned that they uh, were also known as like the caretakers of Art, uh, Art- Arcturus and uh, seeded the planets, including Arcturus 4, which What's I Arcturus? think. That's what I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to... Oh, okay. So, 
at some point, I guess uh, they kind of just folded in that the caretakers of Arcturus were Forteskians. Like they just said that's that's was that's the alien race that they were, and these caretakers were the ones on from Arcturus Four try to save the sa- Savage Land. So they were part of the f- people who kind of like created or set or dropped the machinery that created the Savage Land when. Uh, because part of Savage Land's like history is that there was like the uh, Deviants, Atlanteans, and Celestials having a big fight that sunk a lot of part of the world, and they were, and the ones, uh, the caretakers of Arcturus were the ones who kind of sectioned off the one part of the area, protecting from them from that that eventually became the Savage Land. But I think that's kind of like a retcon thing that they did to kind of like fold them in into that. Yeah, that. That definitely was not a pre-established thing. It... So, I don't know, is there anything you have to say about these aliens? Oh, uh, I do have another uh, fun, couple of fun images that might help help here of uh, Max here. One from the book and from there, see if there's anything there you want to see. I know the the second one is something that came later. So, I th- like I said, like I, something like a retcon. which came back at some point. Yeah. He he looks much happier in the in that first one there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but he's enjoying the hell out of it. I think that's like him watching TV or Earth TV or something and just having fun with it. But yeah, it's like the second one just has it's a much more. Dr- I guess they were trying to make it's much more like detailed and close up. And this guy's eyes are not orange. That just yeah. Lied. Yeah, I I don't know. But anyways, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael of Healy, and you can find my book, A Little Bit of Everything, on on Smashwords. Okay, and and I'll just plug our uh, social media and stuff. Uh, there's Alphabet Flight on both Twitter and Instagram, where we usually put up like little heads up when new episodes come there, with also sometimes audio clips and the image there. You can see. Basically, the images I sh- I share, w- or uh, y- on usually Jesse shares with uh, as well with people like the first comic cover and stuff we put up there, so you can see what uh, what they are a little bit easier than trying to find them yourselves. Um, we also have a Patreon, which uh, you know any little bit helps to to fund the creation of these episodes. Uh, after if we get kind of like a you know, a good steady income. Jesse hopes to do like extra episodes where he does, you know, like uh, pets of the Marvel universe or some of the other uh, more random side ha- handbooks. Uh, and also we have a Facebook group called uh, the HodgePodge group. And that's everything where you can find us at. All right. And may Konshu protect you in all your night travels. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.